0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So, no pressure. so And so this morning, I get the opportunity to speak on the suit of authority. And I love this. Um, as I've been studying through, it's been just fantastic studying what, we actually, what that actually means to us. And you know, everybody loves a uniform, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. The girls go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, but it's amazing the power of a uniform. It's amazing how as soon as we see a uniform, it's like a symbol of authority. If you see a policeman in a uniform, this is the symbol of authority. If you see, there's a lot of police cars around at the moment, and by the way, there's, there's also a lot of speed cameras out. <laughs> <laughs> so, just just giving you that little tip right now. <laughs> but, you know, when you see a police car, isn't it amazing how you feel guilty? You feel like you're doing something already, <laughs> yeah. don't you? But, you know, those flashing lights are a symbol of authority. And what happens is when they pull you over, that symbol of authority has a lot of implications, right? But when that symbol of authority comes and pulls you over, then it actually has a demonstration of that purpose, of why you see that symbol of authority, And so it's amazing what a uniform will do. I mean, if someone walked in here with a uniform, we would instantly know what they are and who they are and what their purpose is. You know, when you put on a uniform, when you put on a suit, it changes what you do and it changes how you feel. It's why this is such an important uh, series. And, uh, you know, if someone came in and they weren't wearing their uniform, you wouldn't be able to distinguish who they are. They just look like the rest of us. So we know that a uniform, we know that a uniform of authority is a symbol of authority, and we know that as we see see that uniform, that it is a symbol of possible implications. All right? But it it can remain just a symbol of possible implications. Mm -hmm. Right? But what we actually... You know, I remember a time when we were having a kiddies party up in the mirrored room, which is on the third floor of this building. And we were having a kids party. And it was a great time. Quite a lot of mums and kids. and And it got to the point where the kids blew out the candles. And in those days, which was quite a while ago now, the fire alarms were linked to the fire station. <laughs> and all of a sudden the fire alarms go off cuz smoke has gone into the sensors and before we know it there are two fire engines turning up at the door. <laughs> and we, you know, what we should have done obviously is ring the fire station and say it's it's fine it's not an emergency it's candles it's kids, all right? But we were kind of glad we didn't. <laughs> 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 Because up came those stairs, the most burly, amazing, strong, uniformed firemen. And all the mums forgot the kids at that moment (laughs) in the time. And they just went, (laughs) hi. And of course, they're there, ready with their uniforms for an emergency to demonstrate that function and that purpose and that qualification that they have because that's what their purpose is to do. But they come up and where's the fire? And we're like, well, I'm sorry, it was actually the candles. And so these poor firemen, I remember they're wearing these amazing uh, uniforms, but they can't demonstrate the authority, they can't demonstrate the power of why they have that uniform on. And it's amazing how that's a lot like us. And as we sit here this morning, I wonder, do we know what we are dressed in? Do we know what our uniform is? And do we know that when we wear it, we we are distinguished, that we are qualified, that we are recognisable, that we sit with the authority, a suit of authority, but most of the time we don't realise what we're standing in and what we're sitting in and what we're walking in. Hello? And we have to remind ourselves, and I do feel that this message is a little bit of a reminder. And so I want to go to our lead verse, and we're going to take it from there. In Isaiah 61, it says this. I will great, verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me With the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorns herself with jewels. The garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness. Is our symbol of authority. And our symbol of authority has possible implications. Okay. But do... We demonstrate the purpose of that in which we are clothed in. Mm -hmm. So you are clothed in the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness. We have authority through salvation and through righteousness. But you know what? If a pilot is dressed in a uniform but never flies the plane, he is not enforcing the authority that he has. Mm -hmm. And I want to challenge you, because you know that I like challenging you, as to are we just sitting in our garments of salvation and our robe of salvation with all the possible implications of what that could do, what that could mean, or are we enforcing and demonstrating that in which we are clothed in? Have you activated your suit this morning? Have you activated your uniform? You see, we've been given a suit of authority. Now, to understand that authority, we have to go back, all right? So we go back to Genesis. We go back to the Garden of Eden. And God said, let's make man in our own image. Let's give them dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air Over the whole earth. And then Adam and Eve, sin came in and Adam and Eve fell. And the serpent came and deceived them. And they relinquished that dominion and that authority. And at that moment in time, it was relinquished and Satan took it. The plan of the enemy, the cunningness of the serpent... God, uh, man could not redeem that back. We could not redeem that authority and that dominion that was given us. We couldn't do it. So it took Christ Jesus to do that for us and redeem back what was rightfully ours. Now, I think about that scripture in Luke where uh, Jesus is being baptized and he's being filled with the Holy Spirit and he goes into the desert for forty days and forty nights, and he's tempted by Satan for forty days and forty nights. And this is the scripture that just amazes me, because in Luke four verse five it says this: Then the devil, taking him high up on the, uh, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. This is Jesus in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord God, and him only you shall serve. Now, I can imagine Jesus in the back of his mind, Satan standing there all proud, and he has the audacity to say to Jesus, see all these kingdoms, if you worship me, I will give them to you. But I can imagine in the back of Jesus' mind, it was like, you have got no idea what is coming. You have got no idea your hatred For mankind that put him in the trap and put him in the place that he was in, you have no idea that that authority that was delivered to you, I'm going to deliver it Mm -hmm. to man. (coughs) Imagine the absolute and almost a chuckle on the inside of Jesus. Because you say, you want to give me authority. I have authority anyway, but I'm going to do the very worst to you. I'm going to give it back to man. What a powerful thing. But I want to say to you on that, what you worship, you give authority over you. So be careful what you worship, because it will have authority over you. That's why we worship God. But when I say worship, it's like I think James said, with your money is worship. Mm. So what are you worshipping? And make sure it doesn't have authority over you. And so this amazing plan of God to redeem man back to God. And in Colossians, I think it really shows us the power of what Christ has done so that we could be suited in authority. Mm. And when we go to Colossians, this is one of my favorite passages. It just gets me going. If you're having a low day, read this passage, all right? Colossians 2 and verse 11. In him... You were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised, with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you being dre- dead, dread, in des- <laughs> trespasses. Oh, help me, Jesus. Trespasses. And the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements. This is coming up to my most favorite bit. That was against us. Which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now, this is extremely powerful, this scripture. Because here we are, we've got man shameful and dressed in filthy rags, right? Mm. Jesus takes all the sin, all the, the judgment, all that is upon us, And nails it to the cross, forgiving us. Powerful in itself, right? Mm -hmm. So then he gets a hold of the principalities and powers and disarms them. Now, that word disarm means to de-robe. To strip off and to put off. So basically what we're saying here, there we were in our filthy rags... Jesus takes our filthy rags, he takes a hold of the enemy, disarms the enemy, derobes him and robes us with the authority. Oh, I just got shivers down my spine. (laughs) That's just the most incredible thing. The forgiveness of Christ Jesus, but when he disarmed the enemy, it was in total open to make a public spectacle so there would be no argument, there would be such clarity. This is exactly what happened. And authority was given back to you and me. And we were robed with a suit of authority. We were robed with the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness. Put on Christ because he is salvation and he is righteousness. So we were taken from such a shameful place, covered in filthy rags, and elevated to the highest place with Christ Jesus. What? Yeah. Above principalities and powers. Yeah. You see, there has to be a de-robing before there is a robing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if that's proper English, but it feels <laughs> right. <laughs> it says, put off the sins of the flesh yeah, and put on Christ. Yeah. The enemy had the authority and he was derobed and yeah. shamed. Yeah. He was put on, put off. And it's such a powerful thing that helps you understand the authority in which you are sitting right now. Yeah. And we need to be remind ourselves day by day because the enemy is out there like a roaring right lion seeking whom he may devour. Because he is ticked. Yeah. He's really ticked. But the thing is, we have authority over him. And we have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. We are robed with authority, robed with righteousness and salvation. The devil doesn't have anything else on us. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. It's such an incredible thing. The enemy was disqualified and we became qualified. Now I want you to understand now that we're robed in this authority and we know that what that means that the implications of what that could be. So when you see a police officer uh, or a police car what's the implications of what that could be? But it's not enough to just sit there with that symbol of authority upon our lives. Because mm, yeah. I think actually we can be Uh, seated there with garments of salvation and a robe of righteousness suited in this authority but all we're doing is just sitting there robed in a suit of authority. (laughs) Because as I say, if a pilot is robed in his pilot's uniform but he never flies the plane there is no demonstration of that. There's no demonstration of that authority. (laughs) But this is where we fall short because we don't know or we don't realize or it's never dawned on us that we can demonstrate that authority because we are qualified. Doctors go through this huge amount of training. Not that they have a uniform these days, do they? Let's just pretend they do. (laughs) But they are qualified to take authority in every situation. And they, but if they just roam around with just that on and don't do anything about it, are they really doing what they're meant to be doing or qualified to be doing what they were qualified to do? And so this is the question that I'm asking myself because Jesus said, we will do greater things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I read my Bible, Jesus did great things. Yeah. But when I read my Bible, he also says, you will do greater things. Yeah. And so I I believe it's time for the church to demonstrate that authority. To demonstrate that authority in the public place, in the place of authority, in politically. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time for not the church to be swayed by public opinion or or public things that are going on, but for us to stand strong in authority. Because if you buckle, everyone buckles. So, let's have a look. Let's go back to 2 Kings. Now, there's a few people have brought this scripture. Because this is such a brilliant scripture for suiting up. Now, in 2 Kings. Oh, that was a funny one. In 2 Kings 2 verse 8, we've got the story of Elijah, Elijah and Elisha. Now, three times... Elijah said to Elisha, look, just stay here, okay? And Elisha says, I'm not staying here. I'm coming with you. He was totally submitted and totally committed. And remember those two words in your heart, that we have to remain totally submitted and totally committed. Because we don't want to miss what God has for us. If he hadn't have gone... With Elijah, he would have missed what was coming next. And so here we pick up the story in 2 Kings 2, verse 8. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, Ask, what may I do for you before I, before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, "Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me." Now, at the beginning of the year, Chaz preached, and a, well, it was a takeover, I think, and he said, "Let this be a year where we ask audaciously." Yes. Elisha knew how to ask audaciously. Mm. "Give me a double portion. Yeah. Sometimes we're so minimal in what we ask. Yeah. But how about a double portion, yeah. right? Let's get that mentality out and let's get audacious. Now, where was I? Let Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. But he's glad he sticked with him. Then it happened, as they continued and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Now, imagine Elisha. He's just talking. He's just having a conversation. And all of a sudden, a chariot of fire (laughs) comes down from heaven. And he watches Elijah, be taken up into heaven. That's the most epic movie you've ever seen in your life. And here he is. Now, Kevin, can I have your, your jacket, please? And I'd like you to throw it on the stage for me. Yes. yes. <laughs> so when Eli- you can be Elijah, I'll be Elisha. <laughs> Kevin, Coming home. what a way, <laughs> what a way to go, I'm slightly jealous, and there falls the mantle that has fallen from Elijah, and this is the most interesting thing, right, before Elisha, oh isn't it a pickle when you're thinking Elijah, Elisha, yeah. Elijah, Elisha, all right, just, if I get it wrong, just pass it over, all right, don't stone me, so, <laughs> so Elisha, Sees that mantle. And what is the first thing that he does? Now, I'm not going to do this because you would really have an image in your head. But he ripped his clothes in two. I saved you from something this morning. You'd be grateful. And so I'm going to take this off, actually. So, what he did first is he ripped his own clothes. Now, it's probably mourning at the same time. But isn't it significant that he had to be de-robed before he could be robed? The old had to pass away to bring forth the new. You've got to take off the sin and the flesh and the filthy rags to be able to put on the garment of salvation, the robe of righteousness, your suit of authority. And so here he is. He rips his clothes in two. Don't need those anymore. God, it's getting hot too. And then, right, he picks up the mantle that's fallen. And this is what he doesn't do, right? He doesn't... Oh, I'm going to try this on for size. By the way, this is... (laughs) This is some kind of mantle, right? Because you know what this is, this jacket. (laughs) This is Armani. (laughs) Pastor Kevin Upton wears an Armani jacket. (laughs) And now you know all things. So, this is what he didn't do. He didn't pick up the mantle and go, "Ah, thank you, Elisha. I now have your mantle. I now have the spirit of Elisha on me. Mm. And, you know, he probably would have gone to the sons of the prophets and they would go, Oh... That's Elijah's mantle you've got on there. You must have the spirit of Elijah. You see, this was the symbol of authority. And this is what I'm talking about. He had this symbol of authority that was given from Elisha. And it double portion. He didn't try it on for size. He didn't just walk back well he couldn't because he had to cross the Jordan. But he didn't he didn't he took a hold of it and I excuse me, Kevin, your Armani jacket. He struck the water and he said, Where is the Lord God of Elisha? Do not weep, my friend. And and the waters rolled to the left and the right. You see, what he was doing, he wasn't just showing the implication of what could happen. Mm -hmm. He was demonstrating the purpose of what he'd be clothed in, of what he had been given. Mm -hmm. And I want to say sometimes, friend, are we walking around trying on the garments of salvation, the robe of righteousness for size, mine's a little big, I'm growing into it. (laughs) And are we (laughs) walking... I hope I'm not grown into it. Well, maybe one day, Kevin, yeah. maybe one day. You still have to love me, too.
1: <laughs> we,
0: ma- we made a promise. I just feel like doing that for the sake of <laughs> Who's got any pies? <laughs> Donuts? <laughs> Did you challenge me? now. Okay. So, are, w- right, OK, are you? Are you just walking around? Okay, that's significant, qualified, recognisable, distinguished, distinguished, wished. Even the demons probably can see it, right? But friend, are we demonstrating this suit of authority by taking a hold of it, taking a hold of its purpose and saying, where is the Lord God of Elijah? You've got a mantle. You've got a pseudo authority that you are sitting right now. Because when Jesus died yeah. upon the cross, taking your sin, taking your shame, and hat, wiping it completely out, nailing it to the cross, he disarmed principalities yeah. and powers yeah. so you could have it. Yeah, so, yeah, friend, yeah. we've got to use it because yeah. he entrusted us yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah entrusted Elisha with the mantle. He was bold, he was audacious, and he said, I want double. Why? I don't know. Why does he want double? That's another message in itself. Right, Aaron, research. <laughs> <laughs> this is your homework, okay? <laughs> and oh, I'm complete I don't know where you know where I am. But you've got to activate your suit. Yeah. Just like Elisha did. Yeah. Make sure you take the filthy rags off. Make sure you yes. put off the yeah. flesh. Yeah. You've got to de-robe before you robe, right? But in order to take a hold of this, it's so important that we understand. In Luke 9 verse 1, Jesus said, he gathered his disciples and he said, I give you power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Same as what you're sitting in right now. Wow. Right? Right? Peter and John, they're just off to pray one day. And they come across this man who's been paralyzed from birth at the gate beautiful. And this guy is just saying, give me me arms, give me something. Well, they took their suit of authority. And they said, well, silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he got up and walked. They could have walked past. Yeah. They could have just been dressed. Yeah. But they activated and demonstrated the purpose yeah. of why they were there. Yeah. The yeah. purpose of what this mantle was. Yeah. It's time, church, to rise up and demonstrate the power of God. Yeah. You don't have to ask for more power. You don't have to ask for more of the Spirit. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah. It's done. Done. You've got dominion. You've got authority over principalities and powers, over diseases. It says in Luke 4, verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed he give it to you. And this is your purpose. This is your purpose to preach the good news. This is your purpose to heal the broken hearted. This is your purpose to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And set at liberty those who are oppressed. You've got the authority to do it. It's good, isn't it? What is that? It's me clicking. It's my heart, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the thing to remember, right? This is what you have. So when when you take that suit of authority, the garment of praise, right, the robe of righteousness, when you take it, and you come and you demonstrate power... And the authority of that, when you stretch out your hand, when your person sitting next to you is sick. That's how your mantle strikes that Jordan. Hmm. And the seas roll back. It's as simple as that. It's when you comfort someone who is broken hearted. When you give them a word from God... When you prophesy into your life, what is prophecy? Exhortation, edification, and comfort. Everybody can do that. I could do that right now. You can do that. You come to church, you say, God, show me. I want my mantle to strike that water. I want to demonstrate the power of God in my life, that I am suited with authority. When your family's going anywhere, and you've just had enough, You've got to stand with Christ in heavenly places and command that authority that every principality and power will be bound in the name of Jesus Christ and the loose or the blessings and the healing and the power over your family. Your kids don't have to suffer. Your parents don't have to suffer. Your loved ones don't have to suffer because you're fighting for them because you have the suit of authority. Hello. This is it. This is like just hitting that Jordan, when you do it. Now, this is what we must remember, okay? And I will stop, I, I promise you, okay? What am I clicking, Neil? It's funny, isn't it? Oh, well. Maybe there's mice in the system. <laughs> so, this is what we have to remember. Do you remember in Luke? You're not getting that back okay, because Armani, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <coughs> so, In Luke 7, we hear about the Roman soldier, right? And his servant is sick. And he sends off a bunch of his guys and says, go and find Jesus. Tell him to come. And when Jesus comes, he says, well, well, don't come in my house. I'm not worthy, right? I'm really not. You you just, yeah. But he says, I'm a man under authority. Mm -hmm. And I tell the soldiers, when I say go, they go when they come, they come. He said, so Jesus, he said, you say the word and my servant will be healed. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just says, whoa, mm-hmm. I have never seen so much faith in Israel. Mm-hmm. And this is the crucial thing for you and me. See, we have to submit under Christ, yeah. he brings the authority, but we have to submit under the local church. Because I know I'm very, very thankful and grateful for those who watch over me. We are covered yeah. by Pastor Ashi Ruth, Pastor, Pastor yes. Ashi Ruth Shamira. We are not just an island on our own. We're not doing our own thing. Why? Because we have to be kept in check. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my, my granddad, he fought in the Second World War. And uh, he was in Burma. And there was this place called the admin Burma, Burma admin box. Now, it's where the administration happened. And they were completely, it's like a mile wide, a clearing in the jungle. And he's in here, and he is completely surrounded by the Japanese. And they've run out of supplies. And they're basically starving. And the only way they survived was airdrop of food into this small place called the admin box, right? And little did they know the Japanese were starving too. But they fought hard, really hard. They lost a lot, but they fought hard for the victory to push back. Even the Japanese came into that place, killed all of the hospital staff and the patients, but they managed to push them back again. The bravery... Of the soldiers in that time. And for three weeks until they, they, uh, they uh, conquered the enemy, they pushed past the Japanese. And that war there was so significant that later on it would make way for victory. It's called the unsung victory, because many people have forgotten all about it. And my granddad, he got this medal, the Burmese Star. The, yeah, Burmese. Star. There we go. That's my granddad's medal. Now the thing is, they only achieved the victory because it was corporate. They were protect- He was protected because he was fighting alongside other men. He didn't lose his life because he stayed with the rest. Now he could have gone off and he could have done his own thing. He probably... Well, he is dead now, right? But he probably would have died. Because the Japanese were so just violent towards the Indian Army, British Army, all place they were. And I want to say to you that with your suit of authority, you see, he didn't break rank, he didn't choose a different command from somebody else. He took the purpose of why he was there. And God has brought you here for a purpose. And just as you have that bit of authority, you have mantle in this church because there is a purpose and a specific mantle for this church. Why it was birthed 20 years ago. Why it was birthed. And when you come into this church, you come under the mantle of that thing. And again, either you can just wear it And people say, and you just just wear it. And it's like, yes, you are going to the Junction Church, blah, 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 great church, blah, blah, blah. Or you take a hold of it. And you own it for yourself. Because when you own it and you're coming, you take a hold of that purpose of it, you come under what God is doing, then you will see that God is going to open doors for you. You will see that as we do this together, that the victories that we win will be great. You see, this church was birthed so that Aberdeen would know Jesus Christ. We trained up people to send them out over Scotland because we believe that God wants to move through Scotland. When you take up the mantle, you take up a pioneering spirit. When you take up the mantle, you take up a mantle that is... Hearts for people. We used to be called Christian Outreach Centre because we have a heart for the lost. When you pick up the mantle, you pick up the prophetic, you pick up the breakthrough anointing in worship like this morning. You pick up something so significant for here that even you've know, the, the greatest thing when people say, and this is culture as well, but the thing that people say when they come in the door is that, oh, I feel like I've come home create that because is you're taking hold of the mantle the purpose you're taking hold of it and you take a hold of it by serving you take a hold of it for fighting for the church for watching out for the church for believing in the vision and the power of why we are here so on a stage you get on team get under that mantle and you will see that you will be able to stretch out and see those broken-hearted people come to life. You will see the blind eyes open because we're working and we're all moving in the same direction with our suit of authority with our mantle that we've been given. It's a powerful thing. When I came into the INC movement, which is Christian Outreach Center, I felt like I'd come from this little black umbrella, right I pictured it as this black umbrella. You know when it's been in the wind a bit and it's all a bit bent. Well, that's I I saw as God called us into INC, I was stepping out from under that and coming under a mantle that was this most enormous golfing umbrella. You know, the ones with loads and loads of colours. And I'm like, I have no idea what this I had no idea what that meant at the time. But as I embraced it and took a hold of it, I found that God did with me. (sighs) More than I thought or ever imagined. And you know my story. And so I want to encourage you to get under the mantle. I want to encourage you to be protected by the authority because as you are, you will find that you are able to demonstrate your suit of authority. The centurion said, I am a man under authority and I give authority. So as you are under authority, you're able to give authority. Those of you who are working teams and ministering, you're working under the mantle. You don't know it. You really don't know sometimes that you're doing it, but you're doing it. It's the purpose of this church. Alright? So just as I close, I had a vision (laughs) before we came to Aberdeen, before we came to plant the church. And as I was praying, I saw, I shared this at the prayer meeting the other day, I saw a mass of people. And they were all chained to one another. They were dressed in filthy rags. They were filthy. And they walked. They couldn't even walk separately. They were just like, because well, they were chained, they all just had to do what the other, the other person was doing. There was, no, there was nothing they could do. Chained their hands changed by ankles. Their heads were down. There was no color. Their heads were down and they were just walking along, completely downcast, completely with the purpose, just wandering, no one, nothing, just not even going anywhere. And then from heaven, this light came and it came upon every shackle. It came upon the shackles on their hands, the shackles on their feet, and all of a sudden, in one mass of people, they just lifted up their hands. And then as they lifted up their hands, God turned them into a mighty army. And they praised, and they worshipped, and from then on, they marched in one accord. They march together, keep in step together, purpose going in the right direction, color returns, purpose returns. you know who that is? It's you. It's you and it's all those ones out there that we've not seen them yet, but they're coming. That could be your brother, your sister, your mother, your children, your auntie, your uncle, grandma, who knows? That could be them who are joining this army for the purpose of taking Aberdeen for Christ and Scotland for Christ. I want to remind you this morning, don't just wear it, activate it. Activate your suit of authority, have confidence in it, and just do what God said crample on servants, heal the sick, spread the gospel. This is who you are. When I said at the beginning, I said, whatever you wear changes what you do and how you feel. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com God bless.